0: Hello, everyone. Before we get into this episode, I just have two quick things to tell you. One, tomorrow is Trans Day of Visibility, and you are invited to come hang out with me on Instagram. So if you're not already, follow us on Instagram at the TheGailyProphet, and there'll be some sort of something going on in our stories, because that's what I like to do on Trans Day of Visibility Uh, The other thing is that tomorrow also is the last day to pre-order one of our gay people love puns pins to make sure that we can make those a reality. As of my recording this, we need to sell 20 more to be able to order those. So if you haven't already and you do want one of those pins, hop on over to our shop, thegailyprofit.com slash shop and get one of those. And with that.
1: Nothing about this chapter is fun. I'm,
0: like, gonna cry.
1: Like, you're, like, not even scratching the surface of how fucking awful this is. <laughs> it's, like, it's fucked up. Stop. It, like... S- s- God. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> oh,
0: my God. Dude. Uh. I... Uh, mm, I mm. It's sad. hello and welcome to the gaily prophet a depressing podcast where two queer irl witches talk about how fucked up harry potter is i am america's saddest griffin dandy (laughs) Uh,
1: and i am joyfully eating several donuts jesse blount (laughs) Uh, and today we're talking about chapter three of Goblet of Fire, The Invitation, in which Petunia is being the absolute worst because of some bullshit Dudley school nurse said. And Harry isn't bothered because he apparently has a whole pantry of snacks somehow hidden in the floorboards of his room. The Weasleys send two letters to Harry, inviting him to the Quidditch World Cup. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> one is by post and one by owl. And Vernon is ultra pissed because the Weasleys use like 20 pounds worth of stamps, uh, which is funny to everyone except Vernon Dursley. Ron wisely has sent his new owl, Pig, with the message that regardless of what the Dursleys say, they're going to come get him the next day for the World Cup. Harry has already played the, remember, my dog father the murderer on the lamb who kissed my well-being card, and Vernon has agreed the harry can go as long as the wheezes come and get him something which he will learn to regret pretty soon <laughs>
0: yeah um all right so obviously this episode comes with a hefty content warning and we're going to be talking a lot about diet culture and eating disorders and All of the things that come with that. However, we promise to keep all of that conversation constrained within the politics section. Jezebel's crying. She's very sad about it, too. (laughs) And there will be timestamps in the show notes for how far to skip if you don't need to listen to that right now, which is totally understandable. Uh, In any case, we're going to start this newspaper off with today's headlines. Hey J.K. Rowling, the '90s called. They want their ridiculous grapefruit diet back.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, jeez. I feel like there was a different reason. I was like, when did? When was that a thing? For a, a completely different thing. I was looking up because it was really a thing in the '90s to be like, here's like some cottage cheese and a grapefruit, which is like a fine snack or a garnish.
0: Uh, no. It really, it really, really was. Such a thing. I remember I used to watch The Parent Trap, like the, what's her name? Lindsay Lohan version a lot when I was a kid. And something that's, I don't know, seared into my brain is the like rich ones maid, I guess she is, slash maybe the kid's nanny, something like that. Uh, refers to the, you know, evil stepmom-to-be as Miss, I'll just have half a half a grapefruit, please. And <laughs> I feel like that really was, like, emblematic of the era. Truly. We're going to turn to the front page where we talk about the small handful of things that don't belong anywhere else. Uh, so I... Actually, really, really, super appreciate the fact that we get this very UK specific but very telling dig at Vernon Dursley in the fact that he's reading the Daily Mail.
1: I didn't even notice that. (gasps) Oh, okay, for our UK UK listeners. (laughs) even though i am an ignorant american i am aware that the daily news is like (laughs) just someone has just smeared shit on like newspaper print and is selling it to y'all yeah so wow yeah
0: Yeah. u.s listeners it's essentially fox news like if you look it up on um media com, its score is the same as fox news so it's like one click in from extreme on the right slanting and one click up from the worst possible trust rating on the <laughs> the trust score so yeah. it's uh it's real bad and apparently even uh what's his face from Wikipedia has been like, I need to say something about what a terrible goddamn publication <laughs> this Wow. <is." laughs>
1: I don't know. I kind of I kind of love how even Wikipedia is like, okay, but y'all for real. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Oh wow. Yeah? Yeah. I just want to talk about how the like Envelope covered in stamps is actually so funny. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know if you have, like... I guess I don't know if the new versions have the little illustrations at the beginning of each chapter. But the, like, original versions of the book, there was, like, a little illustration of the stamp-covered envelope. It's like a little patch. The mm-hmm. And it's, like, it is legitimately funny. But it's, I feel like, not that outrageous, I guess? I mean, part. I mean, the chapter is, like, Vernon Dursley is just too narrow-minded that anything weird is like deeply upsetting but i'm like people draw envelopes and shit like sometimes you get extra stamps like i don't know it's just it's very cute i don't know you'd be like oh put in a little frame look at all these different stamps
0: yeah i agree
1: and then i also have a question for you which is who purchased all these stamps
0: a truly excellent question because i wondered the same thing because like if they went to the post office with the letter, surely they could. The post person would have been just like, "Give me the letter," and would have put the stamp on and put it in the in the cart or whatever. This
1: this is why I suspect
0: the twins did this.
1: They were like, "Oh no, Dad! We went to the post office. Look, all these cool stamps. Just uh, you know, put them all on there." <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's true. They do hang out in the Muggle village, flirting with that with the girl in the magic shop or whatever
1: yeah because you're right i think even as awe-inspired as arthur would be going into a post office yeah someone would have been like you only need like two stamps or however the british post system works you know one stamp
0: yeah but, one stamp for sure
1: yeah but the so twin just came back with like five sheets of cool stamps like of course you're gonna be like slap them all on there the more the more the merrier <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it's like me covering the mail that I send with Lisa Frank stickers. Where I am just like, more, more. Wait, is that enough? No, more, nope. definitely. Some <laughs> more on
1: there. <laughs> uh, okay, good talk.
0: <laughs> definitely good talk. Um, but so on that same note, I was. And am unreasonably annoyed at the idea of the mail carrier being like, where did this letter come from? Like to Vernon, who's just receiving the letter where I'm like, I don't know, dude, look at the stamp from the post office where they could chunked it when they took it in. That definitely says where it fucking came from. i yeah. like, I mean, I have to assume that that's standard practice and not like a U.S. specific thing, because that is how they determine if you've put enough postage on your goddamn letter. Yeah. Um, And that is it for my front page, so...
1: I have a couple... Okay, I have a couple more things. Because there are a couple more funny things that really made me laugh. Okay, so this next one is... There's a pretty great description of, like, Harry attempting putting a letter on Pig's leg. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to imagine trying to fold and tie a note on, like, a piece of paper bigger... Or piece of parchment, actually, bigger than a Post-it note... To an animal's leg, that's probably the size of half a toothpick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but wait for one second. Have you have you seen the image of like the owl that's sort of been like pulled up to reveal how long their legs actually are?
1: That is true. Yes.
0: So there's like a lot of leg in there. I mean, I understand that pygmydend is is quite small, but I feel like. Lengthwise at least there's more room to work with.
1: So a whole toothpick is what you're saying. He's yeah, yeah, the size of a tennis a whole ball toothpick. is what Carrie describes him as. And even given the fact that right, like owls are just feathery tunics that hide all of their legs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> owls are very glamorous, y'all. I just want you to know. But but like even still. Just like Yeah. I don't know why that just made me laugh. So,
0: oh, it's so uh... funny. Poor, poor pig, <laughs>
1: <laughs> But we're just having a great time. That's true. Which, of course, led to the second part where Harry is imagining, like, Hedwig being like, oh, this is how a, like, proper post owl behaves. Yeah. And for some reason, I just kept imagining the most, like, BBC RP British accent ever being just like amateur <laughs> over and over again. at <laughs> pig. Yes.
0: I mean that's the vibe that Hedwig has been given for the last two chapters. So I that's think that true. that's accurate.
1: I feel like in my brain I just want to imagine like Judi Dench's voice, <laughs> but uh-huh. that's because no one could be quite as like condescending sounding. But you're like still okay with it. Than <sighs> Anyway, uh, my last thing is at the end of the chapter when Harry's just chilling on the floor eating a like fistful of cake
2: mm-hmm.
1: with no napkin or plate <laughs> or wet nap or nothing, and I'm like, this is how you can ants Harry. It's just <laughs> eating cake with your hands, just spraying crumbs everywhere. Yep. Like a towel. Can you get a? You
2: put a towel down. <laughs>
0: i mean we have established that harry potter <laughs> is officially a dirtbag for sure <sighs>
1: oh. yeah i feel like i feel like even at the peak of me like i don't know eating snacks in bed time of my life at least like eat oh you're eating over the box or you know or like whatever yeah. but he's just like <laughs> you get i able, know Oh. Harry. Precious <laughs> precious little dirtbag Harry.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the politics section where we talk about things that are fucked up. So pre the whole diet thing I want to point out one how terribly just like fucked up it is that Uh, petunia is attempting to make dudley feel better by starving harry extra like we know that he's been deprived of food sort of historically but the fact that like they are all not eating enough right now and they're still like extra doing that to harry is just like really fucked up abuse
1: yeah i think it's it's sort of like with so much focus, I think, in my mind of like all the terrible things that are happening on this diet. But you still you get this, and then you also get a line with Harry's being like, Oh yeah, I can I can see the wheels turning in Vernon's head about getting rid of me or causing me a deep unhappiness, which he loves. And I'm like, That is I I just like I don't even have words to say how awful that is. I know. Like I I just I can't I just can't conceive of being like Ah, yes. The thing thing that brings joy to my life is being (laughs) mean to a child living in my home. Ah, yes.
0: Right. (laughs) I know. I know. Oh, yeah. It's really bad.
1: On top of all the many things that are fucked up in this chapter, we get a little smidge of just some good old-fashioned homophobia from uh, Vernon Dursley here.
0: Swatty Nancy boy, I believe, is what you're looking for. Swatty
1: Nancy boy for being uh, too good in school, which, you know, uh, I always love some uh, equating being too smart with not being masculine enough. Uh, That's a really great look for anyone, really. Which is like, just what a piece of shit this dude (laughs) is. But this chapter made it sound like that uh, Dudley has maybe never really done well in school. And has maybe always had these kind of socialization issues, which I'm like...
0: Does Dudley have ADHD?
1: I, I, I have in my notes that, like, it's like he has a learning disability or the a learning disability and also the trauma of living in this fucked up household is, like, affecting right. his ability to, like, do the kind of work that school requires of you and also interact with the kids at school. Mm-hmm. Right, like he's 14, you know. Maybe he went to the neighborhood school before and now he's going to this like fancy expensive school and he's like still not doing well. I'm like, probably has some kind of uh learning disability happening, um, some yep. uh neurodiversity that is affecting his ability to, uh, you know, and obviously, like traditional schooling really prizes a certain kind of uh, output in your schoolwork. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of us, for a variety of reasons, who's learning, who's, the way that we learn, doesn't jive with this. And that, I think that's that's Dudley. And, yeah, I think that he could be getting assistance that he clearly is not. Mm -hmm. Which is probably super frustrating for him, which is why he's, like, another reason why he's, like, acting out, or any number of things, really. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's never seemingly even been asked to not externalize his frustration in his life. Like, his parents encouraged it towards Harry and, like, mm-hmm. apparently didn't do anything about it when it was with other kids at school. So, like, why why would he not, you know?
1: Yeah. And... And just even just referencing uh, the two seconds ago mention of uh, Vernon's homophobia, like, if anger and frustration is the only feelings he's allowed, quote-unquote, allowed to show, then, like, we, he could be... He, I mean, he is a person. He has complex feelings that we don't know about if he's just channeling all of it into anger or frustration. Yeah. Which, hello again, my enemy, toxic masculinity. I just want to say, I feel... V- I don't think I've ever felt this much for Dudley Dursley than during the course of this podcast. Totally. Like, Harry is having a actively abusive childhood. Dudley's having a, like, slightly less, maybe, like, sugar-coated abusive childhood.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that there's a lot of research that shows that even just growing up, witnessing someone else in your home being abused severely fucks you up if even if they if his parents weren't so weird about their treatment of him and especially vernon even just growing up like witnessing what they're doing to harry and like you know having to do whatever it is that he does with the feelings that that brings up for him which it sounds like you know he deals with by i guess joint joining in but like at what age did he start doing it and like why and does he do that because otherwise what is he gonna do when he like witnesses his parents severely harming this other child the same age as him that lives in his house you know like if they're willing to do that to Harry, then they must be willing to do it to him too, right? By like kid logic, which
1: I mean, I I think I think it's probably not even kid logic. I think that I can one hundred and ten percent see Dudley being punished, probably physically, from like trying to side with Harry, trying to protect Harry, and that must have happened at an early enough age where he was just like, all right, well, I I just I can't do this, I. I
0: i bet he was punished even just for like if he got caught playing with harry
1: oh i'm sure because i think that considering what we see in like the last book dudley is very aware that this is wrong but he's like he's i mean he's he's in over his head like he's submerged in all of this toxicity like and when you're living in, in a traumatic situation like you still have to like self preserve and survive. And like the things the things that come into your brain to do that are like kid logic stuff that gets you through. And then you go into therapy for like ten years and you have to unlearn all that stuff, which is not fun. But and so what what we're seeing is the results of what Dudley is doing, I think, to protect himself is like he has to be the biggest bully because then no one can hurt him. And that's even more like emotional pressure besides the emotional pressure of not being able to like show Any of his other emotions, you know, without his own father berating him. Right. Or, like, I'm sure whatever other, like, homophobic bullshit when he's being coddled by his mother, which is like, you should be coddled by, like, that is part of, that is part of nurturing is like being protected and nurtured and hugged. I would pay
0: $1,000 to be coddled by a mother.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Great. (laughs) Yes. Let let me tell you how many people I would... I would the things I would do for that. Fucking <laughs> you
0: Petunia Dursley, you could, I will pretend to have the flu and you can come to my house and do <laughs> whatever it is you do for Dudley when he has the flu.
1: Oh my god. Clean everything and then bring him soup or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dudley... I feel, I, I feel very bad for him. And we know that Harry has people in his corner has like he has like an adopted family he has serious like he has people in his corner, and I don't think really that Dudley does mm- and it makes me really sad you know yeah it it didn't have to be this way, and I'm also like his parents could afford it for all of this not to happen it's not like. They're stressed out because of financial things. And they're just, like, not maybe paying as much attention to their kid as they could be. Or they're, like, taking shit out on their kid because they're just not equipped to handle what's going on in their lives. It's like, this is what you do when you're middle class (laughs) or something. I don't know. So, someone rescue Dudley Dursley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Dudley, don't you have someone's friends that you could be at for the rest of the summer? Right. Oh, man. Yeah. He is going to be a i i feel like he's the kind of dude where it's like the first three ladies that he dates are like oh you're like i'm you are like i you can not how come i'm taking care of you and he's like yeah. i don't know why and it's like this is why yep yeah anyway free these children from the dursleys <laughs> just let them let them be free
0: <laughs> yeah dude for real or i don't know just from vernon maybe
1: yeah serious maybe you should stop by <laughs>
0: right yeah oh my god (sighs) the other thing that i wanted to point out is our continued weird shaming of petunia so you know we can't get through a petunia chapter without talking about how her teeth are quote-unquote horsey and then we get this thing about her how she's like a gossip and like obsessed with cleaning which is i guess this sort of recurring theme of there's this very n- narrow window of appropriate femininity and like petunia is overdoing it by being i don't know too much of a housewife or something and just fucking like leave petunia alone liking your house to be clean is fine and also being interested in the coming comings and goings of one's neighbors is also fine she's not hurting anyone
1: also let's be real people love people love gossip are you kidding me
0: as long as you're not hurting anyone there is nothing wrong with being like i saw this thing happening at the neighbor's house like don't spread rumors, but it's totally fine to be like, here's the hot gas.
1: No, listen, my like BFF Lee, he lives in the apartment below me. And so he'll call me if he's like, did you hear that fight? Do you see this fight happening right now in the street? And I'm like, no. Where? And we'll like, both be <laughs> at the window, be like, oh shit. He has her car keys and he won't give it to her. Are you shitting me? <laughs> like, I don't want to say it's like human nature, but I think it's part of the human experience to be like, tell me about other people's things. I want to know other, what's happening with other people. Tell me. I mean,
0: gossip is in literature from Greek and Roman days, like literally, what, 4,000 years ago. Like, it. I. Th- I think we can safely say that it is <laughs> part of human nature. Whatever. It's fine. Honestly. So, yeah, just a little bit of like, I don't know femme shaming or something taking place in this chapter on top of everything else
1: it is very weird because because then it's like the question is like uh please 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 tell me omnipotent writer what is the correct way to femininity please exactly because like just let me know at, you know po- being a mom and dying because that appears to be your ideal and uh <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> oh, God. not a great not a great look not a great look
0: yeah wow you nailed it
1: <laughs> oh wow
0: i guess uh Ginny jenny is the only one doing it right right she's never shrill or like all the things that Hermione is doing wrong. So, like, basically, be being one of the boys, but, like, a girl. Yeah. That's how yeah. you do it.
1: Yeah, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny is a cool girl. She likes cheeseburgers and doesn't care <laughs> about what she looks like. You know?
0: She can, like, horse around with the boys and she's good at Quidditch.
1: She's God not, it. like, one of those feminists who cares about the suffering of others. <laughs> no. She just wants to hang out, and talk about Quidditch. <sighs> I love Jenny, you guys. That was not of Jenny. I'm just thinking nope. about my dear Hermione and her, the her spew campaign and how little love anyone gave it. So,
0: yep. Um, cool. So that's that's what I had. That's not food stuff. Do you have anything that's not food stuff?
1: I don't have anything that's not food stuff in the politics section.
0: <laughs> Great. All right, let's do this.
1: I literally just have in my notes, holy fatphobia, Batman. Because <laughs> as, as, as our uh, longtime listeners, if you've listened to the first two, three books fully, you know that we always bring up how fucking awful the way that Dudley's size is described. And this is sort of maybe the peak of it, I suppose, in the series. Yeah. Where <sighs> Harry is un- unkindly very rudely actually describing what the shitty school nurse at Dudley's school has decided that Dudley needs to go on a diet Mm -hmm. which okay I mean so I want to set this off to be like I'm anti-diet and a health of any size person like diets make you sicker they don't like losing weight rapidly by doing the often ridiculous things that diets say you should do is unhealthy and unsustainable Mm -hmm. and uh it's a billion dollar industry that if you're a tier one feminist you want to be like it's all about like women but really it affects all of us in american culture because it is seeped into our culture this sort of weird thin european standard of beauty and it is very much not about, it's not about like nutrition or like healthy behaviors or like having a neutral view about weight. It's all about having this very judgmental view about food and a whole other level of, you know, things that are bad for you, feeling bad about yourself, you're fat, you should feel bad. And it's like, uh, no, people <laughs> are fat. Like people are fat. I'm, I'm a fat person. <laughs> i have always been fat since i hit puberty actually you know uh and a type of my family are fat it's one of those things like my adhd like the color of my hair like these things are genetic mm-hmm. and so Vernon is a larger dude dudley dudley is a large kid which should be a value neutral thing because mm-hmm. again people are fat people be fat and Especially for a 14-year-old kid. Kids kids gain weight. Kids, their weight fluctuates. And then you fucking hit puberty? It's like... And you're already, like, a chubby kid? Like, he's gonna gain weight. That should be a thing where it's like, you know what, this is fine. If Patino herself probably was not seeped herself into diet culture because it's very hard to ignore that, she would have been like, fuck the school nurse, you know?
0: It sounds like she was, though. It says that she really had a lot of, like, a pretty big emotional reaction to the idea of having to do this to Dudley.
1: She she did. You're right. But I I guess I'm also just wondering that her interpretation... Uh, and, like, obviously we don't get what this school note said. Harry gives us a description that it's like cutting out all the sweets, fed Dudley lights, putting in fruit and vegetables. Which, eating fruits and vegetables, eat fruits and vegetables, Whatever. Petunia's response seems to be to starve everyone, which
0: I think this this diet is prescribed by the nurse. The diet sheet had been sent by smel- the smelting school. Nurse had been taped to the fridge.
1: I mean, maybe maybe she did prescribe a like terrible like everyone's getting four servings of food a day or something. Which I,
0: I think I think that this came from from the school. I'm pretty sure that this diet came from the school.
1: That's extra fucked up
0: Mm -hmm. it is
1: and not surprising because doctors are notorious about being like to fat people oh you should lose weight regardless of if there's a health issue going on if there are one of the multiple health issues you can have that are not related to your weight and it's like oh you should lose weight first before we treat you no fuck you
0: for real especially so um between the breakfast that we see in this chapter and the lunch that we see in the next chapter, so far, this family is currently eating somewhere between 150 to 250 calories a day. Like, that makes my head Depending hurt. on if they get half a cup or a full cup of cottage cheese at lunch. And assuming that dinner is something like equally as... Awful. I think they're probably going to be coming in at like somewhere between maybe like five to seven hundred calories a day, which is like not good. Like it's really, really not good. That sounds like passing out.
1: Honestly, is what that sounds like.
0: It if Petunia, who is thin and horsey, went to a doctor. And was like, I'm eating between five and 700 calories a day. They would be like, You have anorexia and need to be treated for that. But like Dudley doing it, it's like, Yes, this is a diet and is therefore healthy somehow. Like, what? That, that, the fact that that, like, And then this is not like an in book thing like that exists in the world where it's like you can only be considered to be having an eating disorder if you're thin, which is like, I think that you are fundamentally misunderstanding the definition of what an eating disorder is like the symptoms have nothing to do with your weight.
1: And not to mention just how like fucking common having an eating disorder or even just like disordered eating just because of the kind of messages that, that a lot of us are getting as like kids you know and it starts off it's like i mean heaven forbid you're a fat kid but i don't think that like, thin kids get it any better where it's, and maybe it's kind of like oh yeah i can eat whatever you know but there's still this idea of like eating quote unquote the right things or the wrong things or like you know people trying to like avoid being a fat person, because, like, oh, no, like, that's a thing you want to avoid at all costs, and you know, and kids are growing, and it's, like, they're figuring themselves out, and it's, like, don't give kids a reason to see, like, food as their enemy. Yeah. Because that shit doesn't go away.
0: (laughs) It sure doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was, like, a small, fat kid, and I... I know that there's both pros and cons to the sort of, like, ranking of where one lands in fatness, but it totally affects, like, your level of privilege or lack thereof. But, like, I think I started dieting with my mom when I was probably 12, and, like, she oh man, I learned something really like horrible and interesting. I was trying to remember the name of this like weight loss supplement that my mom and I took together when I was in seventh or eighth grade. So I looked it up because I wasn't sure if I was remembering correctly. It's called Metabolife. It still exists, but it's a different formula now. Uh, But in the 90s, when I was taking it, it Uh, Was later pulled from the market for killing people because it had a substance called ephedra in it, which is fucked up.
1: Speed is that? Is it? It is speed. speed?
0: It's basically speed. The extra, the wild part of this story is that the person who invented Metabolife is an ex-cop who like lost his job because he was found to have been making meth. And, like, ephedra is basically, like, a close relative of meth. And so he, like, got busted, got fired, decided to make, was like, but what about, like, meth light only, make it a diet supplement, and then created this, like, wildly successful product that was, like, then killing people because it's fucking speed.
1: That shit is so wild.
0: Right? Oh my god, I know. But... Yeah, I mean, like, I took that when I was a kid and then, like, had an eating disorder when I was 13. And, like, I feel like, you know, at least for me, my experience with eating disorders, and I know a lot of people are the same way, is that, like, it's similar to, like, addiction, maybe, where it's sort of, like, it's always there. You're just either acting on it or not acting on it. So, like, yeah, like you said, like, it doesn't it doesn't go away. You just either, like, figure out how to stop actively doing the thing or you don't. But like those thoughts are I like seared, seared in, you know, and it's just a matter of like trying to deprogram yourself as much as you can and like push against it.
1: Yeah, I think there was really only maybe one time of my life where I was maybe having some disordered eating stuff uh and it was it was when it was when I was in high school mostly because I had some periods of food insecurity where I'm like "Mm, you know what does you know what sucks not eating but when I was in college there was definitely like a period of like a year or two where I was just taking so much Adderall and just being so sad and like stressed out and like not sleeping and like not eating very well and I mean I lost some weight because I was taking Adderall constantly and part and there's like a part of my brain where it's like okay this is fine maybe I will like get to a look that like you know people will respond to me appropriately when I try to like flirt with them or whatever and like that didn't happen because I was fucking going to small ass college in the middle of fucking nowhere and I was definitely just too black and weird for the people I was around but I mean and even though like I had gone through periods of food instability and was very much like you know what's great eating is great because not eating is literally the worst There was still a part of there was still that time where i'm kind of like not eating is okay i'm not hungry this is fine everything is fine i am not in fact on the verge of emotional breakdown uh which was a lie I was definitely on the verge of emotional breakdown but and like just in general that was sort of my like rock bottom year for a lot of reasons and just like coming out of that and sort of being like why did I think that like I probably would have felt better if I like was eating more (laughs) and not just surviving on like cigarettes and like soda and cereal basically Mm -hmm. you know so and it's just I don't know it's uh, I guess I'm just saying that 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 it's very hard to like even if you're a person who maybe hadn't gone through weight watchers or done dieting stuff like there's still like this sort of ambient energy of disordered eating that is like around you that like creeps up in really weird ways
0: Yep. yeah like i started no that's not even true because i was dieting through high school because i did like i lost a ton of weight by like not eating when i was in eighth grade and then got depressed and gained it all back slowly over the course of high school but would like you know yeah do like terrible yo-yo dieting and whatever and like every time since that time that I have lost weight it's either been because I was like once because I was just like incredibly stressed and like my body was just like we're not doing this can't just can't hold on to anything like you're just fucked up right now and like the most recent time, which was like I don't know, seven years ago now or something, it was because I was like unbelievably ill, literally malnourished to the point where I had what's called Beau's lines on my nails, which is like you're not getting the minerals that you need to form your nails properly, and like it was a gut thing that was going on, but I just my I couldn't get any of the nutrients from the food that I was eating. And at that point in my life, I had already done so much work to like be okay with what my body was. And like, while Evan was sick, and I was basically on a like, popcorn and wine diet, I like gained a bunch of weight. And I was like, this is how I'm coping. And I'm fine with it. And like, fighting all the time to be like, I'm fine with what my body looks like. And I don't like I'm not going to try and take away these things that are like getting me through what's going on right now. And like, was doing pretty well with that and then I got sick and like everyone around me was like you look amazing like you look so amazing and I was so angry and like so trying so hard to like not already not let this be something where I was like yeah I'm sick but like look how great I look and so they would say that and I would just like make eye contact and be like I'm really really sick and people could not they were like well you look great and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you i'm I'm shaking my head so ill right now yeah,
1: that's like so it's fucked up it's so fucked up and it's just like it seems almost reflexive for people to be like oh, i have been seeing you in a while oh like you know have you lost weight you look great and i'm like don't ask me that and i try and i like work really hard to never ask that of people because it's like right maybe it's like uh yeah, I was really sick. That's why I've lost this weight, and it's like, oh, you know, cause that. But also, just like the assumption that if you haven't lost weight or if you've gained weight, it's like, well, you just look fucking like hot garbage, then don't you? And it's like exactly. And I and I have to say that. So I've been like about the same size, give or take forty pounds, since I hit puberty. I'm thirty five. I have clothing that still fits me from high school because I'm. Basically the same size. Like no, so, and the, and and like it's taken me probably until the past couple of years to be okay with that because it's like there are years where I'm like I was biking every day. There were years where I was like walking several miles a day. There were the year there was the year where I just did a bunch of Adderall and was barely eating and like still basically the same size. And it's just like this is just what my body is. This is just the right. shape that it is. And I'm like, okay, cool, fuck it, whatever. This is the the size that it is. And like, it is a fat size. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. And especially this pandemic where it's like, yeah, I've gained weight. I've just been like comfort eating for a year. And it's just like, I don't even, I like, don't even give a fuck. Or I'm just like, good. If I'm in the hospital, I have a little bit more to sustain myself if I get fucking (laughs) COVID. And just, of course, the the whole discourse about like, oh, pandemic 15. It's like, fuck you guys. We're all trying to survive a pandemic where the U.S. government is actively trying to kill us all. the fuck? Eat eat fucking three donuts in a row. I don't give a fuck. I ate two donuts today because I'm like, I read this chapter and I was like, fuck you, JKR. (laughs) I'm going to go out and buy three donuts and I'm going to eat two right now and I'm going to eat another one after this episode because fuck you and like, fuck all of this.
0: Yeah, for real. I know. It's also like what you said about like, this is just the size that my body is, is like so accurate it's like everyone's body has a size that it just like wants to be that it will like go to if you're well right yeah and so many of us are not well there's stuff going on um and so it's like hard to say for a lot of folks like where that is for you but like it's not necessarily going to be smaller than it's not going to be like what you want it to be a lot of the time and like that was one of the hardest things when I was doing nutrition work is like no matter how clearly and upfront I was about like I'm not gonna help you lose weight sometimes shifting things around might result in weight loss but like it's like your body will adjust to the weight that it wants to be and sometimes you're already there and sometimes that's heavier and sometimes that's less but like there's no value in that but like People, I think, would just like not tell me that they were still hoping that it was going to result in them getting thinner. And then at some point would be like, So I'm not getting thinner. And like, and like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to help you with that. And like, I get it. It's not like I'm like, How dare you? But also, I mean, it was one of the more, I think, stressful pieces of my job because that's also something that like I live with. And it's like really fucking hard. To be a sick person who does have to cut out whole food groups and, you know, do a lot of things that can, that are, like, parts of diet culture. So, like, finding that balance is the worst and also makes anti-diet culture a dangerous place to be, which also sucks because it's, like, that community can be just... And I think it's getting better, but often is, like, so shaming of anyone who like can't practice intuitive eating the right way or whatever where it's like yeah I can't like I can't just do that because like I will literally not be able to leave my couch the next day like if I eat candy and like I don't think there's anything morally bad about candy yeah. my body thinks there's something physically bad about candy and I can't do anything about that
1: yeah and part of me is just like I feel this would be good information to know I feel like it didn't take me to my thirties to be like, oh yeah, this is this is just the, the body that that this is just the size of my body is that's fine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why did this take so long? And then like, right, this idea of being like, oh yeah, I really can't eat that thing because my because it makes my body angry, and it's not like it's not just because it's like cool to not eat dairy anymore, which is not a thing because. Fuck, cheese is so good.
2: but
1: <laughs> um, And like that, that kind of like restricted eating where it's like, oh, no, my health is going to be like, I can physically feel how this is affecting my health. It still feels like a moral judgment because everything about food feels like a morality thing, which is so fucked, by yeah. the way, because surprise, the thing we all need to live. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. It takes a really long time, but... I mean, I guess depending, but you need you need food to live. Yeah. I don't know why this is... I mean, I know why this is a morality thing, but it's kind of just like, I like live. I like existing. Yeah. <laughs> right. It turns out. Yeah. Uh, right. And, like, or feeling like a well... Per- or, you know, a weller person, if it's like, right, my body just can't process this, or my body is, like, gets, gets really angry about this, so... You know, that's just not going to work. And it just feels hard because I feel like if people would, like go to a medical doctor, they would just be like, oh, just lose weight, you know. And it's like, right. no, that's not actually what's there's still things I can eat. It's just for some reason, when I eat this one thing, all these other gross things that happen that I don't want to like, how do I deal with just just that? Just this right. thing.
0: Yeah. And it's yeah. I mean, yes, we could probably talk about it. For literal ever. But, anyway, um, don't
1: do don't do this to your kids, by the way.
0: Yeah, don't don't do this to your kids. It's like so so damaging,
1: especially like growing kids. I'm a person in general who like eats a lot, but like as a teenager, I ate a lot because I was a fucking like you're a growing person, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what teenagers do, and it's kind of just like. I guess, I guess I would just feel, like, kind of very irrationally angry that, like, part of Harry's interpretation of why Dudley, why the school nurse sent home this letter with Dudley is that the school uniforms don't carry the size of his body, which sounds like a them problem. Yes. Not a problem of this 14-year-old boy who was a child. It sounds like a problem of whoever the fuck you're buying your uniforms from don't have big enough plus sizes. So... Yeah that that's not a him problem that's a y'all problem
0: yep it sure oh. the fuck is
1: sorry i was i was not about to let that let that slide i'm like oh no oh, no, no
2: no
0: i know dudley if harry's estimation of dudley's weight is accurate dudley is weighing in roughly at the size of like your average linebacker which like you would think smell things would be stocking knickerbockers big enough for their like sports players i know you don't there's not American football there, but like.
1: Okay, but rugby players are often real burly. I mean, yeah. I don't know much about sports, but I know enough to know like there are some sports where being a burly person is a, a good thing. And I feel like rugby is one of those, it's like football, you know? There are parts of the team where you want a bigger person to be able to ram through the other people. Right, and it's not... basically
0: Red Rover, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'd be very good at red rover if I didn't have asthma <laughs> cuz I can't run very far <laughs> or very
2: fast.
0: <laughs> Running sucks.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. It sure does. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh so what this is a problem if they cannot if they're paying for this pr- private or public in the UK, but they're paying for this like private ass school to send their son to send their son to, they can afford An extra fucking yard or two of whatever the fuck weird fabric this shit is made out of. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst part is it's not like there isn't... There isn't anything else that the school nurse is pointing to to justify... They're just like, oh, he's just fat. Like, he's not like... He's been, like, fainting. Or he's been having trouble breathing. Or, like... I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Like, a health issue where you'd be like... I mean, not that I would be like his health at any size. But, like, a reason for, like, a traditional western medics and nurse to be like ask some concerns about your kid it's just that like he's a, he's a he's a fat kid he's not the only fat kid at smeltings I guarantee it
0: you know what the other thing that made me fucking mad is too is that he's at a boarding school so like the school is providing him with the food that like they think he should be eating which I assume like probably doesn't include soda and whatever so like if he's staying the same size during the nine months that he's at school eating the school provided foods, like, maybe this doesn't have anything to do with what Dudley is eating. Just as a, you know, wild thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other thing that made me, like, really frustrated is, like, this list of things that have been emptied from the fridge, which, like, I'm not gonna lie, soda, really rough on your body. One of the biggest things that makes people feel like shit is your blood sugar just, like, skyrocketing and crashing, right? You know what else does that? Eating only grapefruit for breakfast. Grapefruit also is just sugar with no fat and no protein. And when you eat sugar with no fat and no protein, no matter what form it is, your blood sugar goes up and then it comes back down and you feel like shit. So, like, this is, this you've literally done, this is a zero-sum Something, right? Aside from the fact that, like, there's less calories in it, what's happening in his body in terms of, like, health, like, actual, like, systemic, like, metabolic stasis health is, like, nothing is different here. He's still having a very bummer effect, only it's probably, like, much faster because he's only getting eight grams of sugar instead of, you know, 70.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's basically starvation. Like, there's not, not like an egg white omelet, which are already bullshit. Cause like, ugh, Yeah, and also omelet. like,
0: fat is the thing that lasts the longest in your system. You need it. And I know we've come a really long way since the 90s in terms of how people think about fat. And it's like getting a lot better. But it just like, it's so fucking absurd. I'm like, yes, right. Give this child some eggs anything like that even if it was a whole grapefruit this is not a sufficient breakfast there's a reason we put like protein powder and like yogurt in smoothies and it's because if you just drank a smoothie you would be like hungry and shaky and like tired in like an hour whereas if you put protein and fat in your smoothie it gets you through to lunch I
1: also it tastes better if you put in, in there y-
0: yes also if you want if you,
1: if you want that like real like I'm pretending this is a milkshake because I put, like, cocoa powder and a banana in there, <laughs> throw it right. some like, coconut oil, and then it has, like, the thickness. Anyway. <laughs> uh, because you know what's fun? Pretend like you're having a milkshake for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're like me and you can't have a real milkshake. Anyway, that was really off topic. Uh, I kind of want to shift gears slightly unless it's something else about dudley in particular you want to talk about
0: i guess it's not dudley in particular so no let's hear what
1: um i just want to talk about harry's eating in this chapter and sort of please let's as far as we can tell harry is eating candy and cake for like the past several weeks and i feel like the only reason why we're not it's not any kind of terrible judgment the same way that dudley's eating habits are is because harry is skinny (laughs) because heaven forbid a fat person eat cake for breakfast which is a fun thing to do because you know what's fun fucking cake (laughs) no judgment maybe eat some like some peanut butter with it so you don't right be hungry 20 minutes later but like if you want to have some cake with breakfast fucking do it but Skinny people, it's like hairy skinny. So it's like he can eat whatever he wants to. It doesn't it doesn't matter. And it's like no, this is unhealthy for a child to eat like straight
0: candy. Just cake for every meal, and like that's fine.
1: And I mean, maybe he's getting some like crunchy snacks if Hermione sent sugar-free treats. But it doesn't make me just think it's candy, even though it could be like. It could be some crackers or, like, some, some peanut butter. Or like, I mean, I know the UKs would weird about peanut butter. Whatever your out-of-the-pantry-eating thing is. Hopefully send him, like, I don't know, some beef jerky or something. I don't know. I know. Because if not, he's, all, he's eating candy and cake and some questionably kept meat pies.
0: That's for our health and science section. <laughs>
1: Okay, good. I have I have a whole thing about how angry I am about that. But yeah. And this is like, objectively not a nutritious thing that he is doing.
0: (laughs) No, it's not like it's that's, I feel like I always get so like nervous about this. There's a difference between like placing a moral judgment on the idea of cake or like cake as a food and saying that it's unhealthy to eat cake for every meal. So I'm like, there's nothing wrong with eating cake. It is not good for your body to only eat cake like there's a lot of things that you need to survive that cake does not
2: have yeah yeah and
1: i said like it's pleasurable to eat cake eating should be pleasurable i bake a lot and so when i bake a lot i eat a lot of what i've baked especially since now it's just i'm baking for me and nicole (laughs) so yes i am eating half of a cake in a week but i'm also (laughs) eating other things in my week So I don't pass out in the middle of a work day. (laughs) Right. And I'm just like, this is legitimately concerning because Harry is not eating anything nutritious and is also a growing 14 year old kid. But no, 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 no judgment here. It's like, oh, it's so great that his friends have sent him cake, which is great. I'm really glad that they are affirming Harry being alive because no one else is. I really wish they would have sent him some beef jerky. (laughs)
0: You wrote some, some trail, like, trail mix or like some tra-
2: something, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, Yo, I, I feel know. like what is this like harkening back to episode three of me just shouting these children need protein? <laughs> like, come on! At least the the fruit cake that that Molly sent presumably has a lot of nuts in it. I think there's a lot of nuts in fruit cake.
1: Yeah, a lot of nuts and dried fruit. She she she's sneaking in some protein. She, she
0: yeah no she Molly has... Molly did the right thing. She was like, you need meat and nuts. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Listen, she has had so many growing children in her household. <laughs> yeah. This is probably honestly where the majority of their money goes to is feeding all of those
0: kids. Dude, for real,
1: because kids again again are growing and eat a lot.
0: So, but I think I think that the like real point here is that there is no. Even pretense here that this is about Dudley's health, which is honestly a little bit refreshing, where it's not like, oh, Dudley's so unhealthy, it's like, Dudley's so fat, and like, fat is just bad all by itself, and I'm like, I would rather have you be honest about your reasons here, JK Rowling, than have you be like, oh, Dudley's fat because he's unhealthy, Because, I mean, she is legit just like, yeah, Dudley can't have soda and candy and donuts and whatever, but like Harry can eat cake three times a day for months and that's fine. And also we get this acknowledgement. This is my last thing, I think, is this acknowledgement of the fact that they aren't eating enough. It says that Vernon's temper is under severe strain from lack of food.
1: Because they're all starving themselves. Yes,
0: yes. So, the last thing that I would like to ask you is why is Mrs. Weasley allowed to be fat?
1: Because she's a good person.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: I mean, because we've talked on and off about the physical characteristics of the heroes and villains and how they're described in this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, like, Molly Molly Weasley is fat, and it's never an issue. Partly because it's like she's one of the good guys, you know. Mm -hmm. She's like caring to Harry, and like you know, takes care of her family, and is sort of. I mean, she's really like the matriarch of the Weasley clan. Like she's she's in charge, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and she takes Harry in, and like that is on. That's honestly why I think she's allowed to be fat without the value judgment.
0: So it's like maternal fatness.
1: Yeah. It's you've had 8 kids biologically. Like that changes your body. But like also Molly's might always have been fat. People yeah. people obviously change sizes when they give birth to 8 kids. Like that's a lot of stuff going on with your body. Yeah. So but I don't know. I guess I guess I would assume that like even as a young person pre-kids Molly was probably a fat person. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like the whole Molly Wobbles thing, which is so fucking weird.
0: It is
1: really weird. So, and, unless, I mean, unless it's just like because Molly has big boobs, which is also a possibility.
0: True. It just felt like, it felt so weird. It nested in this chapter to have the thing where like Vernon calls Molly dumpy, which is, I guess, UK slang for fat. And Harry's like, how dare you? you know, it was rich for Uncle Vernon to, like, call her dumpy when Dudley is so fat. So, it's like, yeah, that's pretty weird because, like, we are supposed to like Molly and I thought this chapter made it pretty clear that we're supposed to hate fat people so, like, what's going on JK Rowling?
1: Well, you know, most people are evil obviously, uh, (laughs) except for for a few good fat people who are very selfless, so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah I do feel like it must have something to do with like motherliness because I think she's supposed to be our foil to Petunia who is like too bony to do something like give a good mom hug whereas like Mrs. Weasley is soft and so she can like give you the like physical comforting that like a mother is supposed to be able to provide and so there's some sort of like something happening there.
1: I felt that these books were written by an American author. The wheezes would just be black people because I feel like the way that you just describe Molly is very sort of, I don't know, like, uh, fuck, what's the word? It's very kind of like the imagery post-slavery of like comforting soft older black ladies bringing you, bringing white children into her bosom.
0: Is it mammy? Is that the word? Thank you. For?
1: Yes. Oh my God. How did I break out on that? Yeah, it like it almost makes like the description almost feels a little bit like Mm Mammy-esque. And I know that like the UK has a very complex history with Irish people, which I feel like considering that the Weasleys have several kids and red hair, there's really leaning into that stereotype, I feel like. I don't know if that's necessarily a connection that is analogous in the UK, I guess
0: to the person who emailed and asked if they could be our UK correspondent here's your first assignment email us let us know
1: yeah let <laughs> us know if I don't know the UK has a weird thing about Irish nannies mothering your children or if there is something you can let us know if if there's something that like Molly Weasley's like arch type is alluding to let us know because I am mm-hmm. deeply curious
0: <sighs> alright uh, well that was fun
1: <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes later of yelling.
0: <laughs> Everyone knows a lot more about us than they did before. And uh, let's yeah. go on. <laughs> Yep. Welcome to editorials where we rant about stuff. Your editorial leads beautifully into my health and science. So I'm going to go first with my one editorial. All right, great. We're... The Weasleys going to kidnap Harry?
1: Yeah, they did it in a book too, essentially.
0: The kids, but this time the adults have also said that this is happening. Ron's like, we're coming to pick you up at five o'clock Sunday, no matter what. So like Arthur Weasley was going to show up and kidnap Harry, like what, at wand point? If Vernon had said no to him going to the Quidditch World Cup?
1: I guess I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) maybe molly just would have showed up and just like yelled at them and that's the distraction for harry to like run out with you know ron with has like his trunk and like Hedwig is already free and they're just like okay bye (laughs) like what 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 are they gonna do
0: (laughs) just set off from some uh filibusters fireworks in the living room and (laughs) well after the smoke clears harry's just gone (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: i mean yes (laughs) Okay. Uh, it's, t- it's two of them that's actually better than what happens
0: it is better than what happens i still i just i'm really struggling to like think of a scenario in which molly weasley is like yep if they say no we are going to take harry from them <laughs> without forcibly i guess
1: i mean but she does know that they are withholding food even more than normal
0: and i guess in the book where 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 the twins get him out with the car she does say that like she and arthur were going to go do something about harry if they didn't hear from him so like
1: do you think there's gonna like what is it obliviate them maybe
0: (laughs) you're right you know what there's no ethics in the witching world so cool yeah, I mean don't. that that
1: like <laughs> technically that's definitely what author's job is. He would have been like, oh well, you know, uh They had a cursed rug. Surprise! Like, I don't know. <laughs> Not that I think anyone would have investigated anything. No. And if they did, Dumbledore would've just swept it under the rug. So Alright then. Yeah, you're right. This sort would've of came and just like magic them into compliance or something. I don't know. Yeah. I like how the fireworks is the least problematic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What do you you have here?
1: I have, in all caps, so many things about Harry's food situation. Okay, number one. Logistically, how much space does he have to store four cakes, five cakes, however many number of meat pies, and whatever size package of Snacks that Hermione has that's like a cooler full of food. Like a three by two cooler full of food, I feel like. And like in your floorboards.
0: I'm getting Evan in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so <it> just is. <laughs> this is I like Lily had us at all caps about how like angry this makes. <laughs> Cause it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Hi. We need a building things consult. All right, what do you got?
1: All right, Harry is allegedly storing six full cakes, a uh, questionable amount of meat pies, and maybe a, like, two-by-one box of snacks under his floorboards, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> is there... I know this is not logistically possible because you've already answered how the whole loose floorboard things is a crock, but how much... What amount of like weird dead, is it just weird dead space that that, that would need to be there? Like I'm just like, this makes no sense logistically to me.
3: So there's quite a bit of space in between floors. So generally standard framing is going to have below this, from the ceiling down below ceiling of the first floor to the floor of the second floor, you're going to have anywhere from eight to 12 inches of space. And that's just open space. Sometimes they put insulation in it, but normally there's nothing in it. And usually the framing will be spaced 16 inches apart. So you'll have a 16 inch wide, say 10 inch tall cavity that runs the entire length of the room. And there'll be many of those. But if you only have one hole in the floor, you'll have access to one of those. Huh. Yep. So there is quite a bit of hidden space, but not easily accessible. So he's like
1: ripping up like an entire floorboard.
3: I mean, to get a (laughs) whole cake down in there, I would assume that you would need a large section of your floorboard. Usually an easier way to get would be uh, down through the heating vents and remove some of the heating, like the metal that is supporting the heating vent. Then you can reach into the bay easier. But I don't know in England if his house is built the same as a house here in the U.S., Maybe they're really wide planks. They could be really wide planks, yes. All right, well, I hope that helps.
1: (laughs) It it actually really does. Thank you so much.
3: (laughs) You're you're welcome.
1: There could potentially be enough space. I am shocked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: All right, so I'm glad I have an answer to that. I have um, one more rant about this, though. Okay. So he doesn't have enough space to store this stuff. You could fudge. Alright. How has it not rotted or gone stale or given Harry food poisoning? It's the middle of summer. I know it doesn't get very warm in the UK in the summertime, but I just I'm like, the ants would have gotten it or something. Like I'm this would be stale. You would have gotten food poisoning from the unrefrigerated meat pies that you're keeping under your floor. <laughs>
0: So uh so with that can we enter our health and science section yeah, so we can sure talk can. To you about this? Great. Yes. Welcome to the health and science section where we talk about things that are actually related to health and science. So <laughs> meat pies actually have existed since like ancient Egypt wherein the pie part, like, the crust was actually not eaten. It was, like, so thick and, like, dense that it wouldn't burn up in in a fire where it was baked. Yeah. But also, it created basically, like, a sealed environment so that mm. the food within stayed good pre-refrigeration. The meat pie that I assume Molly Weasley is making for Harry is gonna be variations on the only one that seems to still be like eaten widely in the UK now is like a pork pie is like still pretty much untouched from uh, its medieval roots but these were very popular in medieval times because they were shelf stable for a long time Ah. which is accomplished by them being basically like two thirds either fat like suet Or gelatin. So, and like also a lot of salt. So it's basically like preserved. And also, they're usually made of like preserved cuts of meat. So, like bacon or ham or something that's already been cured. And I guess with at least with the gelatin ones, like you put the filling in, or you put the filling in, you put the crust on, you bake it, but there's a hole in the center of the crust. And then you like pipe in the gelatin after you make the pie. So it like seals that hole. So, nothing like it, it's like anaerobic in there or whatever. Like, things can't get in to make it go bad. So, if she's making him mini pies so that he's not like slicing it and creating a place for bacteria to enter, he's just eating a whole pie each time, then these would actually last him a decently long time.
1: Good job, Molly Weasley. <laughs> giving carry shelf stable cake and
2: food.
0: Yeah. Also, so the fruit cake, fruit cakes apparently are aged in a cupboard when made traditionally for like up to a year. And you can either just wrap them in plastic wrap and like leave them in your cupboard, or you can wrap them in like waxed cloth. In which case, you have to re-alcoholize them on a regular basis to like keep them from from going bad.
1: Yeah, I, I've been wanting to make a uh, fruit cake like that for years. I just have not gotten around. Because, yeah, you just, like, you soak it in alcohol, and I'm like, it sounds great. Dried fruit and nuts and booze in a cake? So L- here's my question
0: want? about this, is that if... So they don't have plastic wrap, because they still live in medieval times. So that means that it's probably the kind where it's, like, wrapped in, like, a cloth. So, like... Is Harry just walking around smelling like he's just been like guzzling whiskey? <laughs> all the time? Like has he just been like kind of drunk all summer from eating this this cake?
1: You know, maybe he has. And I mean, I just, like the amount of booze you put into a fruit cake. I mean, you're supposed to use like you're putting it in and like a tablespoon or two at a time. Like it smells really boozy, but like the amount of alcohol in it isn't like a whole lot. I think the fact that Harry is not eating him a whole lot might it, it might give him a little bit of a buzz. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he is just kind of kind of tipsy the first half. Of this.
0: But In any case, I mean, he probably does smell like he's just been like sneaking whiskey in his room <laughs> or rum. I guess it's probably usually rum, but
1: yeah, like rum or brandy or oh yeah something. Brandy.
0: Uh, When it comes to, like, the regular cakes, I feel like they just go stale and not bad most of the time. There's too much sugar in them for them to, like, rot.
1: Yeah, and he was eating stale cake in, like, book two, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about the cake, because, yeah, I mean, you can... a cake can sit out, and, like, depending on how much butter is in the frosting. I mean, and butter can sit out for a while, too, so, like, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, get, it's gonna dry out, but...
0: Yeah, unless it's, like, in a really moist environment, it's not going to mold. And I feel like mold is the only thing you need to worry about with a cake as opposed to, like, bacteria. Yeah. Someone's going to write and be like, no, Lark, you're wrong. But I don't actually want to know any more about food poisoning than I accidentally learned in my research about how Harry is keeping meat pies on his floor. So please don't write to me about that. I don't need a lot of cake. You don't need to worry about me.
1: Yeah. I also was just thinking about, like, this is how you get mice. But I'm like, I don't know, he's an owl. I guess if there were mice, she would just eat them. Yeah, it's true. I guess we we only talk about the size of baby killer whales, so.
0: I learned a lot about killer whales, though, in my research on that. <laughs> we could just talk about killer whales generally.
1: Killer whales are so cool. They they hunt like wolves. They hunt in a pack. It's awesome. They live
0: forever. Like I they, know! One of the only other species besides humans that go through menopause, and, like, they don't reach sexual wow. maturity until they're, like, 10 and 15 I think that's it. Like females reach at around ten, and males around fifteen. But then the males usually don't get to breed until they're twenty, twenty-one, which is just wild.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't know. Killer whales are like the mature adults of the ocean, and dolphins are the like dirtbag frat. <laughs> this is of the so ocean. accurate. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh if you if you if you love dolphins don't ever google the sexual habits of dolphins you will be horrified. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> uh But yeah, killer whales are cool.
2: They are cool.
1: You know, we should definitely not keep them in captivity. They are too big and smart.
2: Yes.
0: And
1: they need other whales to hang out with. Yeah. And never see that I never did see that documentary about them cuz it seemed too bleak.
0: I don't even know what documentary you're talking about.
1: It's about SeaWorld and Killer Whales oh. and it sounds awful and I'm like, I don't I'm already depressed. I don't need to see to know that you shouldn't keep Killer Whales in a fucking z- like in and a just enclosure. Watch Free pro- instead.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Free willy used to be my jail.
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved that movie. Cool. Yeah. Well at least we managed to laugh at the beginning and end, and uh two hours later we can be done with this accursed chapter and say thank you for listening to this episode of the gaily prophet um if you like this podcast and you want to talk about a book that's depressing in much less fraught ways you should read <laughs> carry on by rainbow rowell and then listen to our other podcast escape from reality both of those podcasts are created by hashtag ruthless productions and are produced mixed and edited by me
1: yeah, we are a two-person <laughs> operation, everyone. Sure are. There, there are no extra people behind the scenes. A majority of the work is done by Lark. So
0: <laughs> so if you've been wondering why you emailed us in November and haven't heard back, there's your answer. <laughs> I, you're on my to-do list, I promise.
1: Yeah, there, there is no secret team of people. Uh, the team of people for this podcast are Lark and I. So, uh, if you want to support our endeavors as the smallest of queer independent media, there are several ways you can do that. <laughs> you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts. That helps people find us, which increases our listenership and also increases the people who <laughs> have money to support us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh thank each and every one of you guys who is our patrons. Thank you. Uh, you can also purchase our merch on uh dot slash shop. We have uh Harry Potter merch, carry-on merch, other cool things. We have gay people love puns stickers and also our aforementioned enamel pin sale. So if you are a queer person who also loves puns in this
2: podcast <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and if you're able to financially support us On a monthly basis You can become our patron On Patreon uh, We release longer Less edited versions Of the podcast With more random tangents mm-hmm. uh, We release extra content Like Laird to the Editors Fan fiction written by myself Or freestyled written Or freestyled by myself and Lark <laughs> Live yes. In our recording sessions And our Patreon-exclusive Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast, because we're still in quarantine, and now is the perfect time to watch that show and to not think anything about the creator of it. So.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you... Want to find me on the internet, you can do so on Instagram, where I'm at Lark Malachi, which is L-A-R-K-M-A-L-A-K-A-I, or on my website, which is LarkMalachi.com. And there, you could book a tarot rating for me if you wanted to.
1: You can find me on the internet. I'm on Twitter at Jesse underscore Detroit, and on Instagram at Live for Detroit for more exciting animal content. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, our show art is by Theo Julian Forrester. The music in our theme song and spoiler warning are by Kevin McLeod. Our spoiler warning is by Sarah Sarwar. And until next time.
1: Diet culture is bullshit. Hey. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be so great. I'm
2: ready.
0: If by great we mean absolutely terrible. <laughs> okay, alright.